This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 192, Can I Bank on Yourself Outside the United States? With Stephen Devlin from Canada. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. What's it like to jump out of a perfectly good airplane with nothing on your head but a leather helmet? To leave the safety and status quo of a super specially designed engineered flying machine in favor of just jumping out and relying on your own self to land safely back on Mother Earth. I mean, guys, that takes a lot of courage. It also creates a thrill and a memory that'll last the rest of your life. And it just absolutely instills a breathtaking view on the way down. My guest today is no stranger to courage and taking big leaps to make an impact on the world, the financial world. Stephen Devlin is from the Great White North in Vancouver, Canada. And guys, this is not just some maple syrup swilling hockey nut with frostbite on his eyebrows. <laughs> from atop his trusted Zamboni, he's leading the charge for the bank on yourself revolution north of the border up in Canada. Now, I wanted to bring him on for a few reasons. One, he's an amazing guy. And he's got a lot of wisdom to share with regard to finances and beyond. But second, quite often, we will have individuals reach out to me from Canada or other countries around the world asking if Bank on Yourself is an option for them. So we wanted to do this episode today to introduce and answer that question. Have you ever wondered if your cousin living in Poland can get a Bank on Yourself type policy? Or what about many of you who might have parents living back home overseas? We have listeners from over 180 countries listening to this podcast. Maybe you, maybe you are one of those wonderful revolutionaries who've been listening to this podcast, living your life in another country around the world, but maybe you've got family or a business interest here in the United States or in Canada. We have clients in many of those scenarios I just mentioned and many more living abroad in many countries who are already proud owners of bank on yourself designed whole life insurance issued right here in the United States or even up in Canada where the best whole life policies are available in those two countries. So you might be, you know, no matter where you live, you might be just a couple of conversations away from getting a bank on yourself type whole life policy, no matter where you live. So with that, I want to get into who is Stephen Devlin. Now, with a drive to succeed and helping others do the same, Stephen co-founded two of Canada's leading companies in creating safe and secure wealth building systems for personal use and business, taking advantage of the underutilized strategy of bank on yourself with whole life policies. With offices across Canada and the president and chief financial officer with MacDiv Financial Group and Set Financial Solutions, Stephen leads an executive and exclusive group of advisors that specialize in his specific philosophy. Stephen is passionate about helping and self-empowering his clients to achieve financial control for life by educating and coaching them on key financial principles. He's regarded as one of Canada's leading experts in the bank on yourself strategy and engineering multi-figure strategic wealth plans as an accredited advisor in these concepts. Stephen is also a member of the prestigious Million Dollar Roundtable. 
Stephen's been featured in local and international media, including Forbes, USA Today, A&E, and lots more. He's also co-authored two award-winning best-selling books, one that he and I co-authored together, actually. So more recently launched his own TV show, Financial Control for Life. Stephen and his wife, Michelle Platt-Devlin, who's the CEO and chief compliance officer for both companies, live with their teenage son in Vancouver and on the Sunshine Coast. So with that introduction, I can't wait to introduce Stephen and some really important global strategies uh, in this episode. So take it away, Stephen. Stephen, welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure and honor to be on Not Your Average Financial Podcast, which I love that name, Mark, so much. So very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, I'm sick and tired of oh so average if average means being in debt up to my eyeballs and heading on a collision course with a market crash. So let's be weirdos in a good way. What do you say, man? I love it. That's what we're here to do, right? Teach people not to be average. Speaking of um, crazy adventures and things that are kind of off the mainstream, what was the most adventurous thing you've ever done? I'd I'd love to, I've already given a bio on, on you. So tell us something that doesn't show up on that bio sheet. Well, I was married once before, so I'm in my second marriage and it's gone very well, (laughs) 21 years. I got married initially when I was younger at 26. Uh, It didn't last that long, about three years. And at that time at 30, I was doing some huge personal development. And one of the buddies I was doing some work with, um, we decided to jump out of an airplane. And I always had the deathly scared of heights. (laughs) And it was challenging me big time. And I was remember I was living up in Edmonton at the time, and I remember where we went, and and uh, I remember the airplane had to be jump started <laughs> with cables, and I remember listening to ACDC on the headphones, uh, thunderstruck as we were rolling along the runway, and then getting up to yeah thirteen thousand, it was a static, uh, no it wasn't, it was a tandem jump, yeah, and uh, getting up to thirteen thousand feet, and then getting pumped up it was scary as heck. <laughs> And I had this leather uh, uh, devil helmet on. And then I was chewing gum. And so everything was recorded. And that was the biggest challenge in my life in terms of adventure, was jumping up off that airplane, out of that airplane. But it was so exhilarating and so empowering uh, to go back and look at that video, how I changed my life and getting through the stuff I was going through then. Man. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, so I haven't done it since. It was like a one-time deal. I didn't get hooked on it, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, jumping out of that, the airplane. Out of a perfectly good moving object that's there to keep you safe, and you jump out with nothing more than a leather helmet on, like that's going to do a lot of good at 13,000 feet or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So you went from that to jumping out of the airplane of mainstream financial strategies. Okay, so I'm going to make a hard right turn on this. Yeah, nice segue. Now you're you're a bank-on-yourself professional, and your accent gives you away. You are not south of the border, my friend. You are in Canada. So you're in beautiful Canadian accent, eh? Yeah. (laughs) You're in beautiful British Columbia. Tell us, you know, uh, one, why did you become a bank-on-yourself professional? And... I guess just tell us a bit about your context in the work you do in Canada. Yeah, great question. Uh, born and raised in, in Vancouver uh, on the West Coast. And um, my wife and I have been entrepreneurs since about 2003. We, we got married and met each other in 2000. So it's easy to remember. 
<laughs> and uh, during uh, the 03 to 07, we did really well with a couple businesses. And then we got into a franchise business in 07, 08. And this unfortunately did not work out well for us. We did all our due diligence. We had business coaches. We checked everything out, did our market research. Bottom line, didn't work out. <laughs> Could have easily worked out well, but it didn't. And we were facing some serious financial hardship at that time. We had a lot of money at that time, a lot of assets, and then we all of a sudden had nothing. And it was very difficult. We, we didn't want to go back to work for somebody because we already were in that mode of being entrepreneurs and, and having faith. So uh, thankfully, a mentor of mine who I was working with with one of the previous successful businesses got me into some financial software. And this financial software really shed the light on how poorly we were doing with our own money and how really not, we weren't that really understanding of how money works. Our IQ around finances, even though we thought we were pretty smart about it, wasn't that good. So it started with our mortgage and understanding how interest worked and how the banks worked and financing and things like that led us into why we got into Bank on Yourself. And this gentleman who's uh, out of the States, dear friend of mine, told me about Pamela's book, Bank on Yourself, back in 2008. And Michelle and I were blown away by this. And we were like upset that we didn't know about it, that our big advisor working at the won't name the bank <laughs> didn't tell us about this concept. And it was that time where we were facing, facing bankruptcy, facing consumer proposal, not sure what to do with our finances and our situation. Where do you think we went, Mark, for help? Where do you think? Oh, no. Tell me. Yeah, the bank. the bank. The bank. So we went to the bank. I remember it was August of 2008. And I remember us going into the bank and meeting that banker. And I'm not going to name the bank either. And I remember, you know, nothing came from that. I remember Michelle and I out in the parking lot really upset because they weren't willing to help us, even though we pumped a lot of money in that local bank with all the other successful businesses we did. And it was that turning point, the dark cloud finally lifted and started to become sunny. It's like the Mark Twain quote, right? The banker will give you an umbrella when it's nice and sunny, but we'll take it away when it's raining. That's mm -hmm. my one of my favorite quotes around this concept. And we got so excited and so amazed at what, why this concept was there and how Pamela described it, that we said, we got to figure this out for ourselves. So that's what we started to do is we started to figure it out. And we're so proud to this day to say that we didn't go bankrupt. We didn't do a consumer proposal. I wouldn't have been able to get in the industry if I had done that, obviously. We had to figure out how Bank on Yourself could help us. How does it work in Canada? Well, Bank on Yourself back in that time, uh, after we got things sorted out, I said, this is what we want to do. And I started to get licensing and get all that stuff in position to get this into our own lives and get our own policies and then start teaching Canadians how to implement this, is we started actually talking to the insurance companies back then. Uh, how can this work in Canada? So we had a whole list of questions and features, everything that people have read in the book. And I said, well, let's talk to the insurance companies to see who could do it. And one insurance company that we use, which is a mutual insurance company, the largest in Canada, they were open to it. And we went through the list, said, yeah, Stephen, we can do this. We can do this, this, this. And it was like, amazing. This is incredible. So it works equally as well in the U.S. as it does here in Canada. 
There are some slight differences in terms of maximum funding of the policies, uh, some tax limitations a little bit compared to the US. And when we're dealing with a population of California and Canada, <laughs> so you know, actuarial and, and math are a little different in terms of the policies and how they're manufactured, if you will. But the bottom line is Bank on Yourself is an incredible vehicle that can be used in Canada just like it is in the US. Well, you're right. There's a there's a short list of insurance companies, but there's a long list of um, requirements. In fact, if folks want to go back and listen to episode 159, we list out roughly 30 different qualifications that need to be there for it to yeah. be a bank on yourself type policy. So Stephen, when you say you went to these insurance companies with these requirements, it's yeah. almost like getting that USDA organic label in the United States. There may be something like that in Canada as well, kind of an organic seal of approval on your produce or whatever uh, to let you know, hey, this food has gone through 30 different checkpoints. You need yeah. to know before you buy that food that it's meeting certain requirements. Now in the United States, there's a lot of knockoff words and, and labels that mean nothing. You know, see the word all natural in the United States has no, has nothing, has no meaning to it. Maybe that's the case in, in Canada as well in your, in your produce and in grocery aisle. But, uh, you know, you came to the insurance companies and I want everyone to just let that sink in. Stephen and your team, Stephen, you went to insurance companies, addressed this strategy with them. And some of them said, no, thanks. Yeah, uh, we don't have this. And one very big one said, yeah, we're open to it. Um, what was, you know, if, what did that feel like to, to say, hey, we can actually do this. We've read the book and we don't have to become U.S. citizens. How did that feel? <laughs> well, that was like so exciting. I can remember the day today, you know, having that meeting with them and, and meeting some of the uh, people in the wholesale side of it and, and actually teaching and mentoring uh, two of the wholesalers for this insurance company mm -hmm. about this concept and, and giving them the books and, and educating them on this. So that was like open for business and that they were really intrigued about it. They were somewhat shaky in the boots a little bit <laughs> because they wanted to make sure that clients were being responsible, that we were paying their policy loans back. And that started to build lots of confidence when they saw clients doing that, right? So that was huge to see that. And I was part of some of their advisory council on the concept as well. I've been, you know, asked about product development. It was so amazing that in 2012, they actually come out, came out with another product that fit even better with Bank on Yourself from our teaching and our excitement around this concept. So yeah, huge, huge kudos to the company. And to this day, you know, there's, they're seeing 200% growth. They're leading the country and whole, whole life sales. Um, they've just done amazingly well with this particular vehicle. And you know what, whole life's been around a long time in Canada and lots of companies sell whole life. Um, but you definitely want to be with the right company that accepts it, understands it and supports it. So when did you realize you had a passion for training other uh, advisors and financial planners, professionals of various types to share this strategy with their clients? Well, pretty much after the first two years of getting involved in the business, getting my own experience level up and confidence to know that I can then teach this to other advisors. So we brought on other advisors pretty quickly as a young financial agency, actually, 
So we're known as an associate general agency in Canada. So we have the ability to bring on advisors right across Canada to help and mentor and coach them and help them get this out to more and more individuals. It can't just be me. It needs to be other people as well that are committed to this. And like I always say, you've got to have it first in place in your own life. And that's critical in order for you to be able to help and teach and coach others. You need to use it and, and show that you are using it. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, yeah. now there's across multiple provinces, you have uh, people who are representing the bank on yourself brand and strategy. Uh, and you're there in obviously in Vancouver area. So I'd like to, I guess, talk to me as if I'm a Canadian. Uh, mm. So this is going to be a hard, hard stretch here with my accent. Um, but uh, <laughs> as if I was a Canadian who's never heard of bank on yourself and Explain to the U.S. audience, too, a bit about the landscape of financial options for Canadians. I know in the United States, there are things like 401ks and IRAs. We have a lot to say about that on this podcast, but I'd like to hear, what is it in, in Canada? What, where can I put my money if I'm a Canadian? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm licensed in um, pretty much all the provinces of Canada. Um, so a lot of our clients are in all different provinces. Uh, clients come to us for different needs. It could be dissatisfaction with what's going on in the markets. It could be uh, a business opportunity that they, they wanna create. It could be debt issues. So in Canada, like the US, there are specific vehicles that most Canadians are taught about traditional financial advising. And that may be putting money into an RRSP, which is what your 401k is which is a, a tax deferred program, right? As you know, there's also our tax-free savings account, which is an ability to have an investment that's not going to be taxed. So a tax-friendly asset, if you will. Uh, traditional things uh, like unregistered uh, you know, stock market, things like that. It's what Canadians are also putting money into. A lot of them are buying real estate as well. Um, alternative investments as well, you know, private companies. So similar in, your, in what you guys are doing down there. So then when they come to us, we're going to help them identify what are the key goals they have and what are the concerns they have around money? What are some things they love about what they, where they have their money and places they don't love? And we start to diversify and create opportunities to, you know, like tax-friendly assets, create environments where they have access to capital, right? Um, mm -hmm. Without restrictions to be able to use their money, even though they're saving their money, right? Like Pamela yep. says, the spend and grow wealthy way, or we say, you know, say spend, lend, save and grow your money, right? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. start really just asking the tough questions, but get people to really investigate what's really going on with money and what is your relationship to money? You know, what's your behavior around money? So questioning is key. Um, it's just listening. You know, the Einstein thing is if there was a problem and you only had an hour to live, you would take the first 55 minutes asking the questions to figure out what the solution is to the problem, right? So we are always focused on asking questions to understand where you're coming from and how we can best serve you and help you create, you know, financial control for life is our whole model, right? <laughs> financial control for life. I love it. And I love that yeah. the, the, the majority of the discussion is a question about function and desire. Uh, just like in the United States, it comes down to people's wants and needs uh, not labels and product names and right. whether it's whole life insurance or a 401k or 
you know, yeah. registered uh, savings plan. What was it? RRSP? Is that it? That's right. RRSP tax-free savings account. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, or, and I know there's other vehicles in Canada that offer savings components for college and education. So yeah. the RESP is registered education savings plan. Yeah. So there's some similarities with the journey of an American uh, versus say a Canadian in that we start with the question. We start with desire. We start with what you want. What do you want your money to do for you? How do you want to control your yeah. financial future? And the things that are the same with whole life insurance, whether you're on this side of the border or the other side are, correct me if I'm wrong here, but guaranteed cash accumulation on your policy, uh, tax advantages in retirement. Uh, You've got the ability to borrow from the policy where it continues to grow, even as if you hadn't touched the money. You're here. Yeah, here, here. Awesome. And then uh, uh, an ability to leave your family a legacy beyond what you've saved into the policy. So to me, that's, that's a, forgive the pun, but a whole life, that's a complete life package as far as what I want my money to do for me. Uh, I'm curious, what's your biggest frustration about when it comes to um, bank on yourself and Canada? Are there any limitations that we should be aware of? Anything that we need to be preparing for? If I'm a Canadian, anything I need to be thinking about or, or working toward uh, when considering this strategy in Canada? Now, no frustration. Uh, at the end of the day, this is a very good landscape and vehicle to be putting money in. Uh, the companies had, like I said earlier, tremendous growth. Um, you know, uh, the policies are working really well. And we're always staying on top of what we can do in Canada. Obviously, we are uh, restricted in terms of our government, in terms of tax code. So there are limitations like anywhere else in terms of how much you can put into the policy to keep it tax exempt. It's the insurance responsibility to keep it tax exempt right at all times. So we work with clients to ensure that that always stays there. And then they open up more policies if they are unable to put more money into one particular plan. So all of our clients across Canada, including myself, have multiple policies. Easy to do, right? Easy to do, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. with, uh, with a Roth IRA, which is sort of like the tax-exempt uh, retirement tax-free plan. Tax-free savings account, yeah. Yep, yeah. tax-free savings account. Like a Roth IRA here in the United States, the most you can put in currently, as of this recording, is uh, 6000 bucks if you're under age yeah. 50. And yeah. so with these policies, I could have 10 of these accounts, 10 of these whole life policies putting in multiples of six grand in, into each of them if I wanted exactly. to. Uh, so there's a tremendous capacity to build a real portfolio of these policies. And that's one of the key light bulb moments a lot of our clients have. So, you know, mm-hmm. as you as you look at the, uh, the future for uh, where you're headed and what you'd like to see happen for your business and, and your clients, um, give us an example of what you would like to see happen uh, with many of your clients. There's maybe some commonalities or mile markers Maybe it's sending their kid to college. Maybe it's paying off a mortgage. Maybe it's something else. What are some things that you'd like to see your clients achieve? And maybe even possibly yourself, Stephen, what would you like to achieve with, uh, with these policies yourself and, and for your clients? Well, it's amazing because you have to have patience. It's not about instant gratification. It's delayed gratification. In the infancy stage, yes, you're eager to use it to do things, Right. But as you build into it, you start to be able to use it for lots of things. So now I'm going in, what, 12 years now? So started to see 
things happening pretty early on for us in terms of using it to pay out the, the debts that we had during that business that didn't work out for us. Um, being able to set it up on our one son and being able to use it. I mean, we didn't have any money, frankly, when we first learned about this concept. <laughs> and it was thankfully my mother who uh, gave us money as a family because she's giving her inheritance while she's still alive, which is pretty cool. So we used that money to start our first policy on our six-year-old wow. at that time. Yeah. That's so cool. We had no money at all to do it on ourselves. <laughs> so yeah. I said, I've got to get this because I've got to get out there and teach people and I've got to make sure this thing works. So that was cool. So that was one experience that we started to use. Uh, for me, there's nothing greater than to get a photo from a client taking a shot picture of a Tesla that he or she bought with their whole life policy to getting emails from clients and business owners saying, I've bought this new practice, this new chiropractic practice, or I use this for this equipment in my business, or I was able to invest in this incredible opportunity, or bought some real estate with this, or I helped my son or daughter start the university process. We say university in Canada, not college, <laughs> the university process. Uh, those are the, some of the amazing things and why I do what I do. We talk about why do I get up in the morning? It's because of seeing people actually accomplish goals that yes. create powerful feeling and experiences with people when you say, wow, you did this? Yeah. Or I get an email or a call. Hey, I've got another grandchild, Stephen. i got to get another policy <laughs> waiting for 15 days. And then I want another policy on my Love granddaughter, it. grandchild. You know, we have some clients that have 20, 25 policies on grandchildren and great grandchildren too. Yeah. So Incredible. So cool. Yeah. yeah. It, it changes one's picture and it changes one's family tree. You know, the, it, yeah. it's not about the, it's not the, the name of the product. It's about what we're using it for and what it helps us accomplish. Um, so I love that you're hearing the same stories we're hearing, you know, in the mm -hmm. United States here. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I want to turn our attention as we wrap up here to what people might be thinking. Uh, you know, our, our audience is worldwide. We have a not your average revolution happening worldwide. And um, I'm so pleased and proud to be a part of it with folks. Um, and, you know, a lot of our folks, of course, live in the United States, others in Canada. So folks uh, hang to the end here. You're going to hear how to meet and get in touch with Stephen. But I'm also curious for those that live, pick a country, you know, the UK, Israel, um, India, you know, yeah. India, wherever, right? Um, can they get one of these policies? And if so, how? Uh, I'll, I'll throw that as a question. Then I've got a few ideas, but let's let's chat about that. For those wanting to know, hey, I live in XYZ country. I want one of these. What are their options? Yeah, I hear that a lot too, because clients come to us. They have family, friends back home in their native country. They go back there to visit they have policies here. They want to figure out a way for their families in other countries to set this up. So what I've done in the past is talk to the client to connect with somebody back home. And preferably it could be an advisor who has an insurance license in that country. And then get them on a call with me, a webinar, and talk about the product, talk about the concept. Start going down that list that you and I were talking about at the beginning of this podcast about, you know, does the insurance company have what it takes and do they have the opportunity to do this? And that's what I would suggest to get the bank on yourself revolution out to the masses around the world. We've got to see if these other companies in other countries have what it takes and has the right, right product, right, to use it. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I know you, you shared a story before we hit record of uh, someone who moved to Canada from South Africa. Would you mind telling that story? Yeah. I mean, a client of mine that uh, he just loved the concept and he wanted to know how he could incorporate it and did all his research, you know, read the books, was ready to go with it. <laughs> and eh, no, sorry, the country that he's in, you know, isn't able to offer it has had it in the past, but abolished it. There's other countries that have abolished whole life. So we said, well, I'm going to look at maybe going to a country that allows it and supports it and isn't going to get rid of it anytime soon. We don't know, obviously, what can happen, but that's a pretty cool story where, you know, he decided to come up here to get this thing going and start creating series of policies for him and his family and his business, right? So am I, am I right that his father was one of the instruments in abolishing whole life insurance, which then he, he then fell in love with or, or found a favorable strategy with whole life insurance. So he, his father got rid of the product or helped get rid of it. Then yeah. he falls in love with it or whatever, and then moves to Canada and gets the whole life that his father helped abolish in the previous country. Am, am yeah. I correct in that story? Yeah. That's it is correct. But you know, his dad is his dad and they have a relationship. Yeah. They love each other, but his That's dad good. was mandated to do it i guess sure yeah you just have well, to go just, where you could get it set up right you go to where you're treated best a pretty yeah. Neat story, yeah you know if you if you live in another country and mm -hmm. you're interested in the bank on yourself concept uh canada and the united states have rules and and opportunities and it's different for each country but you don't have to have a permanent home in the United States. You might have a business in the United States. You might live in Canada for half the year and live in another country another half of the year, you know? So if you have a, a reasoning for being in a country, then it's very likely you have a right and ability to get one of these whole life policies designed the bank on yourself way. Uh, even if, you know, we've got clients that live in Japan and uh, China and Taiwan and India and Australia and Ukraine and uh, UK and Israel. I'm thinking here, there's, there's <laughs> folks all over the world. And of course, you could get your policy while in Canada and then, of course, move to any country you wish and take it with you, too. Um, am I incorrect on any of this, Stephen? Uh, it's correct. We're a little stricter. Uh, we definitely have uh, some specific rules around the insured and where the insured is living. But you're right, if the insured is living in Canada and then ends up moving to another country, the policy will still stay with them, him or her. Uh, you have to have some ties to Canada also for your business. Uh, we do have excellent uh, permanent residency options where people can get policies as even a student visa too. Um, we've got my own underwriter that I can shoot out questions to for a client before they even apply. So that way they're not declined or rated. We actually ask questions first before we go down that road. So, you know, rest assured people listening that, you know, we just want to make sure it makes sense to you and ask the right questions and see if it can happen here. So, yep. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. We, we've had a few situations where someone has a, a corporation in Wyoming, but mm -hmm. they live, live and operate their business in the United Kingdom, let's say, uh, yeah. but they'll come over and land here in, and do business for a while in the United States before they head back to, to the other, to, to mother England. And yeah. uh, that gives them the capacity and intention here in the United States anyway, to have a policy. Wow. Uh, and of course cool. we have to disclose all that and share all that with underwriters, but guys, yeah. it is possible. 
whether you're in Canada or the United States or anywhere in the world, mm -hmm. uh, let's just talk. And, and Stephen is a master at asking good questions. We're, we're both intending to help you make sure that this is a good fit for you before we go rushing to any conclusions. <laughs> yeah, uh, but exactly. I, 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 love the, I love the capacity. You even have uh, questions for underwriters. I think that's awesome. So yeah. as we as we wrap up, I want to kind of zoom out a bit here. We've kind of gone from, you know, top of the ladder down to the bottom rung. Now let's go back up to the top again, back up to that airplane at thirteen thousand okay. feet. Um, yeah. What what gets you going, man? What what drives you besides peppermint tea? Uh, what yeah. drives you on a daily basis? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm. Well, daily basis, it's really my family. Um, it's it's to be able to be of service it's for god it's to be able to help people it's to know that i'm doing good every day that i can help brighten someone's day help them to see some positivity in their life help them to get through challenges you think about the things you learn in life they've always come from a big challenge the growing that you've ever done has come from something that didn't work out well for you right so we think about us having that business fail on us was the best thing that could have ever happened to us in our life because we wouldn't have found what we found now. Right. So mm -hmm. that gets me excited every day. It gets me excited to be able to talk to people and come up with solutions around their finances and give them options and give them hope, give them a light too. Right. And give them a, a simple plan. It doesn't need to be complicated. It just needs to be outlined of you do this, 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 and you tell me you make this much money and have this going in and coming out. And you put this much money into these policies, we never overpromise, but we can start to say, well, here's what we can start to look at helping you do, accomplish. You know, that's the big question we always ask is what goals do you want to accomplish that uh, you need to have money to, uh, to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. That's the key. You know, what are those goals that require money to achieve is the question. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. You know, that's on our questionnaire. If you come to MacDev Financial, um, there's a bit of homework. We put you through a little bit of a little bit of work, but mm -hmm. it's really to show that you are serious about your financial future and that you are going to be coachable and that you're willing to learn. And we have that relationship right together, yeah. kind of like a mentoring yeah. program in a way. You're, you're right, Stephen. I mean, the audience you're talking to right now is okay with homework. They yeah. are not just tennis balls floating down the gutter of life. They are ready to swim upstream, man. They are ready to be not so average. Okay. I so if, yeah. if they're, yeah. if they're just taking what their employer's giving them, their RRSP or their 401k, um, I'm sorry, but this is not your podcast then, you know, yeah. what we want to say is take a, take it and let's run with it and let's do this thing intentionally. Because if, if just floating down life, uh, and giving, uh, taking what's been given to you, you're going to end up with credit cards aplenty and a, a dismal 401k in your retirement or RRSP in retirement. So, mm -hmm. well you know, said. I think it's, it's great that, that you have people jump through some hoops and I, I hope that uh, they <laughs> feel confident to reach out to you. So how do they, how do they reach out to you? What's the best way they can learn more uh, to, to learn more about MacDev financial and about bank on yourself in Canada? Yeah. The first step is we're going to have a intro call link go out to you where you actually can get on my calendar for a 30 minute bank on yourself intro call. So we can talk a little bit about the concept in Canada and more importantly, you and what's going on for you. But obviously <laughs> wanna make sure that we're a good fit together. Uh, that's one way. There's a huge amount of resources on our website, macdevfinancial.com. 
where you can sign up for our newsletter and get blogs and lots of great material. We have huge resources. We don't want to put a fire hose at you, but we have a lot of good material when you're ready to learn and eager to learn. The first book, obviously, is Bank on, Bank on Yourself. Revolution is a requirement to read that, at least the first 41 pages. But we've got a lot of other neat, neat resources and tools to learn from, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that is macdevfinancial.com. Is that right? Correct. You got it. All right. So guys, check it out. Go talk to Steven, talk to his team, uh, see if this is a good fit for you. And, uh, you know, guys, make sure to save some maple syrup for us because, you know, we, we might need to cross that border sooner than you think. Uh, it's so uh, <laughs> It's the best in Canada, our maple awesome. syrup. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much, man. And thanks for being a part of our revolution. My pleasure. It's awesome. I had a lot of fun. Thanks again, Mark. Well, thank you, Stephen. And thank you, everybody, for making it through the episode and learning some, I hope, some valuable takeaways. Uh, I certainly had a few. The first of which... There are options. There are options. Just like in the United States, in Canada, you have the right and ability to bank on yourself. That is a choice. It is not written in stone that you have to jump on some of the retirement projects uh, that uh, your government or the stock market has put in front of you. You have the right and the choice to bank on yourself, whether in the United States or Canada or beyond. And that brings me to my second takeaway. You have, if you have a key interest in the United States or Canada, uh, you have the ability to bank on yourself, even if you live in another country around the world. We brought up a few of the options in the episode today, so I want you to go back and definitely take notes. But more importantly, reach out to us if you'd like to discuss further. Uh, Stephen left his information, and of course, you can reach out to us in the United States here at notyouraveragefinancialpodcast.com and click on Request a Meeting, and I'd be happy to listen to your specific situation whether you're in the United States or another country around the world, to see if this strategy would be in your best interest. And finally, the third takeaway is the idea to go where you are treated best. That story about the individual going from South Africa to a, you know, Canada to get a bank on your self-designed policy, that's an extreme example of taking your money to where it's going to be treated best. And that could be across oceans, or from uh, the ocean of Wall Street to somewhere more safe and predictable and secure, like a bank on yourself type whole life policy. So go to where you are treated best and take your money to where it's going to be treated best. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think and live differently with your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join the financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.